And that's one of the things about religion that we have to remember when we're talking about that makes it such a, a hot topic issue. It's because we're talking about law. Who gets to be God? Who gets to be God's deputies? Who is the most high? Who is the divine authority? It's all about the claim to the most high. The only way that somebody can be higher than us is if we give away our power. Because there's nobody, we're all equal. But we're not equal in our knowledge, so ultimately, I think it does have to be a hierarchy, but it has to be a cooperative hierarchy, like a bee colony. We have to, it's about what our value system is, what we care about. Hello, Hive Mind. Today is Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. I am your host, Nate Cap. Welcome to the 17th Cubbyhole Podcast, where important topics are unveiled, discussed, and tested. Our website is cubbyhole.com. That's C-U-B-B-Y-W-H-O-L-E.com. On the last show, Brandon and I got mostly into worldview schisms, the mental aspects of consciousness that lead to or cause division within ourselves and in our world. We got into natural law expressions and how the generated negative and positive expressions manifests in our reality. We also covered the etymological breakdown of the words religion and government and what they actually mean. And we also gave a basic introduction to the word occult and what that entails. And just to clarify, occult simply means that which is hidden. Today and maybe the next few shows, I'll be expanding on what causes worldview schisms to manifest and create so much suffering in our world. In short, I'm going to expand on how our minds are being manipulated and controlled to stay divided. It's very important to understand. If we individually are really being honest with ourselves, we can see that two of the biggest reasons we suffer so much is because we mostly accept into our individual belief systems that which is not true while at the same time dismissing or refusing to accept that which is true. So we are fooled and we suffer in this world pretty much only in two ways. Refusing to accept what is true and accepting what is incorrect or false or not true. Ultimately, what we are attempting to do here on this show is help understand the ability to tell truth from falsehood and deception. This is how we become free from suffering. It's about true freedom from suffering. And, and some might disagree and feel like because they believe that they aren't suffering and they believe they're free, then 
Why should they care, or why does this matter? Well, what we have to understand is, when it comes to consciousness, we are not separate from each other. We are all connected within the one great spirit of the universe. We're, you know, we're the all within all that is. Separation within is an illusion that keeps us divided from each other and disconnected from source, from nature. That's why we have to deeply understand the schisms, the prisons that cause us to believe what is not true and what schisms that cause us to refuse to accept what is true. The point is, we are all the same universal energy and not separate. So whether one believes that they aren't suffering or not, it's about understanding that as one suffers, all suffer. It is only through our filters or schisms that we see ourselves as separate things especially in consciousness. This is ultimately the result of mind control. And, you know, we'll know by paying attention to where our attention goes and how our behavior follows that. For example, the mainstream media pours tons of poison into our minds every day with lots of fear and ignorance you know, and it's filled with pure deception. Basically, all these ubiquitous media oracles directed towards the limbic areas of the human brain where our emotions reside. So the midbrain, the mammalian brain. We've become walking antennas, mostly of the mainstream media, so much so that we tend to reject anything other than what's broadcasted by these major outlets. This is the authoritative narrative power of influence they have on our minds. And I assume that what I'm saying might be hard to hear for many people. That's fine. But it's true nonetheless. It's very important to know and understand the methodologies of mind control and how it is used on the subconscious, on our subconscious. The subconscious is always at work, and it's always receiving information at all times. So we are being manipulated through patterns and repetition through symbols and cinema, through words, and much, 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 much more. It's really all about completely hijacking our individual imagination to the point where we never question anything, we comply, obey, and have no vision of how things could be other than how and what they are right now. If we don't or won't use our imagination, someone else definitely gladly will, for sure, 
and they are majorly. It's about keeping those who don't use their imagination comfortable and where they're wanted at, or where they're wanted to be in the mind for as long as they're wanted there. You know, this is ultimately what mind control is all about. And since we are on the topic of imagination, I'm going to get into magic and sorcery. Two very important parts of information that need to be deeply understood, especially when it comes to mind control. And when I'm talking about magic and sorcery, I'm not talking about street performances or, you know, fictional movies necessarily. I mean, you know, street performance magic shows and fictional Hollywood uh, movies do reveal magic and sorcery, yes. And I actually believe there's a great depiction of this in um, The Lord of the Rings with Saruman the Sorcerer and Gandalf the Magician. Or also um, the Doctor Strange movie shows this really well too. But more importantly, it's about understanding that magic is the science and art of influencing change in accordance with the higher self will. Magic is a mysterious force used for good. It's used to uplift and change the world for the better, while sorcery is like magic but dark and bending the laws of nature in selfish manners for personal gain to externally control for the benefit of one's own ego self will, which is the lowercase will. And this is what may cause or allow suffering to rise or stagnate, you know, especially in those who are affected by their actions. It's all about me, me, me at the expense of others' suffering. That's what sorcerers are about. That's what they're truly about. They live in the worldview of seeing themselves as separate from others so they could care less about the suffering of those that they affect. These beings are manipulators. They're dominators through the art of influencing those who aren't aware or conscious of their own thoughts and emotions. Magic and sorcery are definitely both methods of science. A true magician is an alchemist of light by presenting or bringing beneficial knowledge to those who can't see, those that are unaware but willing to learn. And this is for the purpose of empowering and enlightening and helping them evolve into higher states of consciousness by teaching them about sorcery so they can be better prepared to not be manipulated by sorcerer techniques. That's what true magicians do with real magic. The techniques, the scientific methodologies that are used by sorcerers are really for the sole purpose of control, mind control. So when we think about the global scale of mind control, it's about understanding there are very few controlling many for the purpose of getting what they want globally. 
So very few sorcerers controlling many, many obedient, ignorant, and submissive minds. And that might offend some people. So be it. We have to be open and honest and adult about these types of critical topics. They're very important topics. These are very important topics. Very important to understand. So, the global few types of sorcerers are an organized cabal equipped with many mass mind control techniques which can only really work on those who don't understand what's really being done to them, to their minds. Mind control is the favored tool of a sorcerer. So, so how do sorcerers really pull these techniques off? Well, if you control what the masses get to see, what they get to hear, and what they get to read, and you're controlling the knowledge that is propagated through most of society, especially at major points of interests, like, for instance, the mainstream media, you know, magazine articles, television, fact-check articles, newspapers, commercials, comedy, major blockbuster movies, mainstream local radio, and music, and definitely, you know, much, much more. Many major corporations and institutions are mostly owned by sorcerers, which they control. All these points of interest I just spoke of are mostly systematically and artificially lowered levels of vibration or frequency for the purpose of keeping us in a low state of consciousness, which is basically the frequency or state of fear. Low wave frequency is the energy level of fear. We are wanted in this low state of fear or consciousness because when we are in a low vibratory energy we are easier to give in and buy into their manipulation for their agendas fear is ultimately what is needed for control to function when we are in physical fear when we are in the state of survival, we generate fear of the future. We have monetary money fears. You know, fear for lack of food, fear of loneliness, fear of electric or water shortages. And there's a lot more to that. And these are all based in the fear of lack. It's the fear of lack worldview. It's about being manipulated through fear-based mind control. And like I said, the sorcerers, the hierarchy sorcerers of this world, understand very well the science of the methods they use to control the minds of the masses. They know how to use 
light magic to make us feel good about their plan and buy into their agenda and then, you know, twist the solution or plan into their favor without us even knowing. Sorcerers play many of their methods close to the chest, or basically they hide their agendas right in plain sight with the sleight of the hand, so to speak. These individuals, or these sorcerers, are master deceivers. They know, they understand, and they use these methods to keep us in lower vibratory frequencies of fear. And all this is to keep us you know, serving their agendas so they can gain more power and gain more control. Keep their control. On top of that, they have, they are, and they will go through great lengths to accomplish their agendas, including creating high levels of fear through crises, whether controlled crises or not. And that's Something I'll get more into in future shows, for sure. And this isn't any type of conspiracy theory drivel, either. It's truth. Anyone doing deep enough research who's really paying attention and using honest logic can discover this type of information for themselves. And, and you know, speaking of conspiracy theories, I, I really want to explain this term and these words for what I feel is really, really, you know, it's really important to understand. First, I'd like to explain the way many people use this term, and then I'll break down what it really means. Most people who come in contact with information that sounds extreme or comes across uncomfortable and goes against their beliefs you know, their worldviews, these types of people who watch late night comedy and hear their favorite comedian completely clown or mock or ridicule those same extreme ideas. These types of people are the same ones who quickly throw the whole baby out with the bathwater by just calling someone a conspiracy theorist or just, you know, writing off something extreme by stating, oh, you know, uh, that's a, that's just a conspiracy theory. So, so, so really, when most people are using the term conspiracy theory, it's their way of avoiding further investigation due to discomfort and cognitive dissonance. And cognitive dissonance is basically the mental conflict that occurs when one's beliefs are contradicted by new information. And there are some people who use the term conspiracy theory correctly, at least from the dictionary standpoint, which is that it's an explanation for an event or a situation that invokes a conspiracy by powerful groups of control who often have political motivations while also simultaneously implying that the appeal to a conspiracy is based on prejudice or insufficient evidence. And this is why I use the term conspiracy theorist and 
non-conspiracy conspiracy theorists with dictionary logic. And I, I don't want to further confuse this term, but I want to make my, I want to, you know, make sure I'm clear on how I've used it in the past. You know, both conspiracy theorists and non-conspiracy conspiracy theorists are basically the same people. Only one gets their information from unknown credentialed sources and the other gets their information from known credentialed authorities. That's it. And both are definitely being played by the sorcerers of this world, whether they believe that statement or not. It's true. Now, let's break down the word conspiracy. Where it's derived from, where conspiracy is derived from, it comes from the Latin com, C-O-N, which is together or with, and the Latin verb spirare, which means to breathe, to respirate. And spirare is, in turn, derived from the Latin noun spiritus which means spirit. So, conspirators simply means those who live and breathe together. They move as if they have one mind and one will. So any group of people working together towards a common goal is essentially a conspiracy. That's all it truly means. And this should be known and understood. But, but let's also break down theory. This word derives from the late Latin theoria, which means to look at, to speculate, to consider, or examine. So you could also say conspiracy theory means those who speculate and examine in the same spirit. Ultimately, it's about working together towards a common goal. Something I do believe is that the term conspiracy theory was deliberately twisted and obfuscated with negative connotations by dark sorcerers at some point before the 80s when people started using it in a negative, dismissive way. And that's, that's what they'll do. You know, any way to keep public docile and question nothing for the fear of ridicule and dismissive mockery, they will do it, you know, and they, they have done it many, many times and they will never stop because what they want to maintain is control and, and, and to keep us divided. And for those who don't know, there's a theory back in 1967 that the CIA invented the term not the not the words, the term, conspiracy theory, as a way to get the masses to dismiss anyone who questioned the official narrative of, of John F. Kennedy's assassination. So anyone who doubted that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone was mocked and ridiculed with the term conspiracy theorists thrown in their face. And whether or not this is totally true, the term was still made into dismissive slander that's been uh, heavily used ever since. 
So I think this is a good place to end for now. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to going deeper into mind control. Okay. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening. If you want, you can find more of our work here at cubbyhole.com. There you'll find news updates, videos, and much more. Hope you've found value here today, and please tune in to the next show where we go further into mind control and the control structures we're held under. It is really important to watch these shows in order and not to miss any show, so that way you get the full picture and have a better understanding of where it all leads to. Just remember, it's up to you to educate and free yourself and help others free themselves from these rulers of control. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.